So here's how to make this spiritual pathway very simple. All you have to do is love what's right in front of you. That's it. Whatever's right in front of you, whether it's a person, a place, a thing, doesn't matter. That's just the physical. If what's right in front of you is some fantasy of your creative imagination, love that. If you've got some emotions stirring inside of you, that's the thing right in front of you to now love. If you're busy thinking about things, that's the thing to love. If you're focused on God, that's the thing to love. But here's another part of that. Whenever you focus on loving whatever's right in front of you, guess what? That'll stir the one awake who is doing the loving. Because eventually, you want to love yourself. But that's usually the hardest part. It's easier to share loving with what's right in front of us. But then we have to take a step back inside of ourselves to see ourselves right in front of us. Because in this world, we're always looking outside of ourselves. Even in ourselves, when we look to our thoughts, when we look to our feelings, when we look to our fantasies, we're still looking outside of who we are as that divine spirit. But if we start loving what's right in front of us, it'll move that consciousness, that divine essence of who we are. And it is in the movement of that consciousness where we will begin to awaken to the knowing of who we are as a divine light and sound of God. We often call it the living, loving essence of the Lord. That's who we are, the soul, the divine spark of God. That's what's doing the loving, that's what's sharing the loving, and that's what the loving is. We just are not aware of it in this world, we've been veiled. We're unconscious. We're not aware of that truth of who we are that is doing the loving. So in meditation, what we're attempting to do is to remember. But it's really how we remember. It's important to know the how-to. And it's in the doing of it that we really come to know. We have to take it beyond the thinking, the believing, beyond theorizing about it and talking about it to doing it. That's the only way to really know. We can talk about it all we want, and we do plenty of that. But talking can help because it can give us an idea, a direction, an inspiration. But then we have to now put that to use. But I found over all the years that I've been doing this, the simplest thing has always been just to love what's right in front of me. Especially during the challenging times. When we're caught up in struggle and challenge, oh, it's right in front of us, and we try to even push it out of the way so it's not in front of us anymore because it's so disturbing or uncomfortable. We try to get rid of it. But isn't it funny we can't get rid of it? No matter how hard we try, or even the harder we try, it seems to make it worse. And all we're doing is focusing on it, but it seems like it has us focused on it, like we're trapped by it. It has us caught up in what's present, 
even if it's a physical situation, but those emotions that stir within us, our thoughts and feelings with what's stimulating that out here in the world. That's what we get caught up in. You ever notice that? The more you get caught up with your thoughts and feelings, the more you're caught up in the physical situation that seems to be stimulating it. Seems like adding fuel to the fire. Oh, maybe that's a good thing. If you want it to burn, throw a lot of fuel on it so it burns. Because what does fire do but eventually dissolve, disintegrate, totally envelop whatever it is that allows it to catch fire, to spread itself until the fire's done burning. Whether it's all burned or whether it's just partially, whether it's a physical structure. Well, one thing we share in here, everything in this world is a reflection of something greater. As above, so below. Well, often spirit is seen as a flame or a fire, as well as a light, just like the sunlight, the rays of light from the sun is often how spirit looks in the inner worlds, but they can also appear as a flame. And when we think of flames, we often think, well, yeah, the beauty of the light and the light it puts off, but also you think, it's hot, don't get too close, don't touch it. Well, that inner flame of spirit is something you can utilize to support you in your spiritual awakening. That flame of spirit is the true loving essence of God within you. And the more you focus on that and give fuel to that fire, the more it begins to devour and dissolve all the rest, all the thoughts, the fantasies, the feelings, the situations we have. It devours those. But when it's devouring it, we often feel the pain. We feel ourselves in the heat. Don't you even... If you get really emotional or angry, you get hot, you turn red. Isn't that interesting? Even on a physical, physiological level, how that responds. But that inner flame, that heating up, is one that can also dissolve the very cause of the disturbance or the flare-up. So sometimes maybe it's good to feel the flames. But in this case, we're talking about the flames of spirit. Not those other flames, fueling the flames of passion. Oh, you can do that too. But those flames are ones that usually pretty much do burn us and leave us scarred. But the flames of spirit, they don't scar. They truly devour and envelop where we actually begin to become as that flame. In truth, that's who we are. All we're really doing here in meditation is waking up to the truth of who we are. But there are different ways we experience that. There are different actions that take place. And it's good to be aware of the many different ways we experience and how we can use that to our advantage to support us in our spiritual awakening. And when we're having a challenge, don't, or would we rather have it dissolve or be burned up so we don't have to deal with it anymore? There's a lot of visualization techniques out there now that do just that, that try to dissolve all the disturbances or the negativity. But we also have to be careful 
Because a lot of the times we do a lot of these things where we're trying to dissolve or destroy. Really, that's what we're doing, right? Destroy those bad feelings. Destroy the negativity. Well, that sounds negative itself. Well, guess what? When we are in reaction and trying to get rid of or dissolve or destroy, or let's make it more spiritual, forgive and let go. Yeah, that's what a lot of us do. We want to forgive and let go, which is great. But where are you coming from? What is your attitude in wanting to forgive and let go? Are you really trying to get rid of it because you don't like it? That doesn't sound like what I said earlier, does it? To love all things right in front of you? Exactly. It is our attitudes and how we approach everything that's going on within us and around us that makes the difference. Not the words, not the prayers, not the thoughts and feelings around those things, but how we ourselves are with those things. Now here's a key. I'm doing a little subtle shift and I always like to point it out what I'm doing. It is we and what we're doing. You can call it attitude, but it's really even beyond just an attitude. Because what I'm talking about is really getting in touch with who you are. But when you really know who you are, you will realize you are loving. You are not this part of the consciousness here that wants to get rid of because it's in disturbance, that wants to destroy or dissolve it. You are the one who actually loves the disturbance, the situations, the circumstances. You, the soul, only does loving. That's all it can do, all it ever will do. But as who we are has taken on a mind and emotions, imagination and body, while those other levels of consciousness, they prefer to do other things. It is the loving who we are that gives life to all that. But it is not until we choose to really live from who we are that is loving that changes any of it. Otherwise, those other parts will keep running. They have a life but they have a life because we give it life. So remember this. If you're really trying to transform or change something inside of you that you see as a negative or bad or evil or disturbing in some way, no matter what you call it, look at loving it. Use the flames of love. That's the only thing that will truly transform it. The challenge is, really do that, we have to be in touch with that, with that loving of who we are. So it always, always, always comes back to the nine self be true. Know thyself. To truly do and be loving, you have to awaken and know the loving that you are. Otherwise, pretty much what we do is going to come out of a reaction of some thought or feeling, some belief system we have and how we feel about it. We can say, yes, I want to do good. I want to forgive. I want to let go. But when we do it from a place of reaction and disturbance, that's different. Yeah, we want to do it because we don't want to deal with it. This is probably one of the biggest keys 
And it seems I've been talking about this a bit for this last year even. Because that's what makes a difference. A lot of you here have been doing the meditation, practicing that acronym, the LAF, loving, accepting, and forgiving. And often with great results, great awareness, and a lot of times not, where it just doesn't seem to be working. Well, this is why it doesn't work when it doesn't work, is because of where we're coming from as we are doing that loving, accepting, forgiving. In truth, it's not really loving, accepting, forgiving when we're not in the place of loving, accepting, and forgiving. It's just words then. So we've got to go beyond the words and the thoughts and feelings of what we're even talking about. That's why the meditation is key. The meditation is an avenue or way by which we can really wake up to the loving that we are. That sacred name, the hue, the unspoken name given at initiation to awaken the soul into the divine that it is on every level of consciousness, right back into the very heart of God. That's the real journey. That's the true journey of loving. That's really all we're doing. We just don't realize it. But when we begin to consciously choose into that action of loving is when we will begin to realize it, where we begin to wake up and experience and know it. Isn't that what we're really seeking? Is truly the knowing through our experience? Or are we seeking the experience and who cares about the knowing? Well, it's really one and the same. You'll know it when you experience it. You won't know it beforehand, but you'll know it when you experience it. That's why we have to take action to have the experience. But a lot of the way, as we're moving towards that greater experience of the divine, we're so busy judging ourselves because we're not there yet. We're not doing it right. I must be doing something wrong if I'm not there yet. I've been doing this for years. What the heck? But yet all those years, if you've been paying attention, haven't you been waking up? Haven't you been aware of that presence on your head? Have you been aware of that subtlety of that purple light when you close your eyes and meditate? Haven't you been aware of the peace that comes with that? The understanding, the epiphanies, the inspirations, the intuitions? Haven't you been aware of the transformations that have happened inside of you and then you see it change in the world around you? We often do this trying to change the circumstances in the world around us to make a better environment. And that's okay. But it's still falling short. We're not even trying to change ourselves and get rid of all the habits we don't like about ourselves. Or for that matter, somebody else too for that matter. If I pray hard enough for them, I can change them. I'm not trying to change them. I accept them just as they are. Why do you pray for them so much then? I make the little jokes. But if you pay attention to all that, you'll start to see what you're doing inside of yourself. And that's all you have to do. As you begin to really look within yourself to observe and to awaken, to come into the greater knowing of self, 
you'll really begin to discover not only what you're doing and how you're operating, but you'll discover the one who is. The one who is. The one who's doing all the doing. The one who is doing the being. The one who simply is. It gets down to such a simplicity that we miss it because there's so little going on. But the funny thing is, when we really awaken to who we truly are as that isness, the beingness of loving itself, it is so dynamic and active and expressive, it is amazing. Anything you can see, feel, hear, touch, taste, smell, not only in this physical world, but even in our imagination and our thoughts and feelings, doesn't even come close to anything like the truth of that movement of the divine. When I say the truth, I mean the direct experience without all the limitations of the mind, emotions, imagination, and body. And the unconscious and subconscious as well, too. Let's just throw it all in there. Let the flames of spirit devour all of it. It's called shedding of the veils. Burning the karmic seeds. Doesn't matter what you call it. Cutting away the illusion with the sword of truth. Those are all just simply things that describe a movement of loving. But the simplest, quickest, easiest way is simply to go with the loving itself rather than trying to do all these other things. But that's often so simple and so subtle in this level of consciousness while we're here that we miss it. A lot of people I ask, you see the purple light? Oh yeah, I've seen that or I see it a lot. Well, how come you don't give it any credit then? Well, nothing's going on. It's just kind of moving around, coming and going. I don't know what it's doing. It's just this purple light moving around when I close my eyes. That's all it's doing. I, nothing else is going on. I'm not having any experience. Not going out of body. I'm not having these visions of grandeur. Haven't saved the world yet. I'm trying. Well, Come on, Jesus tried to save the world. Did that work? That's a pretty bad joke, I know, so I hope I didn't offend anybody. Actually, I hope I did. Or at least that's what people thought was going on. Or was Jesus, just like many other teachers, what did he say? To know God, to know the kingdom of God, we must go within. Then I always say, go into what? Well, that's why I said, in meditation, before we went into meditation, what it is, one purpose, one goal, one focus, to go into the divine that we are, no matter what you call it, the divine, God, loving, spirit, soul, consciousness, call it whatever you want. doesn't really matter. What matters is what it is and our experience of that. That's why in here you'll often hear us talk about awakening and loving probably a lot more than we do talk about other things. To awaken and know the divine of who you are, you first have to begin to simply love what's right in front of you. And in that movement of loving, eventually you'll realize the one who is doing the loving. And then you'll come to know who you are. 
But if you're looking to love what's in front of you, to change what's in front of you, that's okay. It's just going to take you a little longer to wake up to the one who is loving. But if you're looking to simply love what's right in front of you just to be loving, then you're going to wake up much more quickly. And you're not going to delude and mislead yourself. A lot of the times, we will, in our own imagination, create all these wonderful fantasies, as wonderful as they may be, not realizing we're deluding ourselves when we're trying to do something other than just to be that loving itself. It is a loving that truly creates and nothing else can create. In that truest sense, like I said, we can create all kinds of things in our imagination, but the true creation only comes from the true creator. That is us and God. The soul is made in the likeness of God. To be a creator just like its creator. That's why we create our own lives and everything that goes on in it, good and bad. But to love all of our creation is what transforms not only what we've created, but frees us from the attachments to what we've created. And it is that freeing ourselves from those attachments that we begin to awaken, or shall I say reawaken, because we were awake before. We just simply fell asleep as we began this journey into this world of time and space. God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void and without form. So when we came into this earth that was void and without form, well, there's nothing there. It's complete darkness. Nothing there. Well, as you move into the darkness, what happens? Well, just like I said earlier, I like having the lights on. When I turn the lights off, I want to go to sleep. So when the soul came into that darkness, we just started to go to sleep. And we've been dreaming ever since. Dreaming of all the good times we've had. Dreaming of all the good times we want to have. Trying to get rid of all the bad times we had. Trying to avoid any bad times going forward that we hope not to have. Ever focusing on the creation rather than the one who is creating. So what we're doing here in Interlight Ministries in this path to sun and light as we call it, the spiritual journey, is simply a journey or an action of remembering and awakening or reawakening back to the one who is creating first, and then as we awaken to who we are, automatically who we are always, always loves and looks to its creator, that which we call God. And I say that which we call God because God can appear in many ways and we all have different ideas of what God is. That's a lot of the reason why we just like to use the word loving to describe God. God's loving, but also God's loving has many different forms and expressions. But in every form and expression, there is always the same divine essence that we call loving, no matter how it looks. And so we always say, go for the essence. Look to the loving. Look to the spirit in all of creation. Not the creation. Look to the spirit within it. 
and love that. So when I say when I say love what's right in front of you, love the loving that is in all of creation. Because loving, when you look that way, in attempt to be loving, is where you will begin to awaken to what loving truly is. Just like in meditation, that's what we're doing. We are looking to the loving in meditation and attempting to wake up to it. So I'm saying do the same thing even with your eyes open. Every person you come across, everything you see, look what's right in front of you, but look to the loving in what's right in front of you because you've got to go a little deeper than what's on the surface. You know that whole saying, don't read a book by its cover? Well, how can you read a book by its cover unless you open it up and read what's in it? I'm sorry, that was don't judge a book by its cover. Okay, go ahead and judge a book by its cover. Who cares if you judge it or not? Open the frickin' book and read it. That's the only way you're going to know. Don't worry about judgment. I really mean that. does not matter what you think or feel. It really doesn't. But when you make it matter what you think or feel, that's when you have the problems. That's the problem. You want to solve all your problems? Stop caring about what you think or feel about everything and start loving everything. I'm not kidding. These are words right now, but when you really put this to practice and really start moving that loving inside of you, in you, and into everything around you, you'll really know what I'm talking about here. That's where everything Jim and I share about here comes from our own experience. We don't preach out of Scripture. We'll make references to different Scriptures because a lot of us have a background of some sort, so we want to try to speak in a way that we can understand one another. But everything we share about here is from our own experience. Experience is the true teacher. We learn from our experience. So let experience be your teacher. Let your experience lead your way to an extent. Because a lot of experience will lead us right into the world and all the disturbing stuff. But let your experience of the divine lead you further into the divine. So we still have to make a choice of where we want to focus, where we want to put our energies, our attention. And we will create, we will experience what we are putting our attention into, especially the longer we do it, the more often we do it. That's how it works. That's the simplicity again. You want God? Then give time and energy to God. You want to know what forgiveness is or acceptance or loving? Then put time and energy into loving, acceptance, and forgiveness. It's as simple as that. There's where the magic happens. We're all looking for the simple way, the magic way, where it'll just happen. Well, this is how you make it happen. Every time we complicate it, not only does it confuse us, but in that confusion it distracts us and scatters our energy, waters down our focus, so that the intensity of that loving is diminished and therefore is less effective than it otherwise could be. That's why even in meditation, we try to do what we can to hold a one-pointed focus, to just give all of our attention 
to God within. It builds an intensity through that focus, and it is that intensity that envelops, that devours, all before it and in it. And it's in that intensity that that consciousness within us moves and awakens. Without it, we simply remain lost, wandering, wandering, confused, in doubt, ever seeking, hoping, wishing, wanting. This is the answer to our hopes and wishes and wants. But it's an answer that takes place step by step, meditation by meditation, every action of loving that we do. So take the steps, take the actions. And you'll really come to know everything we talk about and share about here in Inner Light Ministries because that's what it's all about. We're not here to try to change the world. We're not even here to try to do good. We're simply here as an action of service for those who would like to really wake up and know more of what that truth of spirit is within themselves. That's it. But yet, that's also the most wondrous and glorious thing when you really wake up and know through your own experience. 